Hi, this is Derwin James, and you listen to the Chargers Podcast Network. Hey guys, Chris Harry with you on a new episode of Chargers Weekly here on the Chargers Podcast Network. Now in a week where we learn that Phillip Rivers will not return to the team in 2020, Sam Farmer of the LA Times joins me and looks back at some of his favorite memories of the Chargers legend. Now, Sam had so many fun stories about Rivers, from Phillips' encounter with Dwayne Wade to Phillips' trash talk to a 14-hour road trip that he took just to keep a promise. So without further ado, here's Sam Farmer. All right, guys, now joined by one of my favorite people in this business who just so happens to be a Hall of Fame writer as well. The great Sam Farmer of the LA Times joins me on Chargers Weekly. And Sam, Monday the Chargers announced that Phillip is going to hit free agency. He's not going to return to the team. I know you talked to Philip on Monday, but as someone who's covered this game for 25 years, I just want to go down memory lane a little bit. What made Philip such a joy to cover both on and off the field? Well, first of all, Chris, thanks so much for that introduction. I'm so kind. Uh, yeah, I mean, Philip was uh, really one of a kind. Uh, just such such a good guy from starting such a... Uh, you know, sort of a complex guy uh, in that he was so polarizing on the field, and you, you watch some of that mic'd up stuff, and you almost can't believe that's <laughs> the same guy you talk to uh, in the locker room and around the facility, and just uh, just that you've known because he's so humble and he's so uh, sort of uh, deferential uh, and 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 self-effacing. Uh, and yet he, he gets out there and he's talking smack and it's just kind of funny to watch these two different personalities. But, uh, you know, I, I really appreciate the fact that Philip is uh, accessible, you know, always accessible. You can always approach him in the locker room and he's not moody. Um, you can ask him anything. Uh, he's going to listen to the question and be thoughtful in his answers. He's not always going to give you the, um, fantastic answer that you're looking for, but he's he's always going to really consider your question, and uh, and he's got that folksy way about him. I remember talking to him one time about uh, about the uh, Chargers nomenclature and their play calling. They had a numbers system, and I said to you, when you see those numbers in um, everyday life. Do they conjure up play ideas? And he said, oh, yeah, man, when I'm driving home, I'm driving on the 10, which is, a, you know, a deep route to, to uh, <laughs> you know, to Malcolm of Floyd. And then, and then I, I change over to the 163, and that reminds me of this play. And then I, I go by 24th Street, and I see this play. <laughs> it was really <laughs> funny, and it was great. Uh, he just took it and ran with it. and But that was, it was just – him he was just so enthusiastic and uh willing to sort of go with your story ideas uh, and i love that about him the fact that he didn't swear uh was so funny to me or that or that he he had a mass that he went to in every city a favorite mass especially the afc west cities where he had a church in kansas city he always loved to go to either saturday night or even sunday morning before a game or in denver uh, or in Oakland. So that, I thought, was really kind of a special thing about him. I mean, religion is so important to us. 
Uh, my wife and daughter are talking in the background here, so. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's good. It's good. My daughter's heading off to school. So anyway, I just, you know, he's just like a regular guy. He's he's who you would hope he would be, you know. Uh, you'd hope that Philip Rivers would be a guy that you could just chat with and, and have fun with and laugh at his folksiness, and, and he was that way. And I'm sure you found him the same way. Absolutely, and I think a lot of things that you said, I can certainly echo just his thoughtfulness with people after a game, before a game, during a week. Um, And then you get this completely different guy on the field. And it could be as recent as this year when he's talking trash to Yannick Adakwe of the Jaguars or his famous trash-talking feuds with Jay Cutler. Uh, I mean, it was was so much fun to watch because – if you're in the stands and you're watching that, Sam, you're thinking like, this guy is really ripping into the opponent, right? And then you hear the mic yeah. up, and it's, I, it's G-rated yeah. trash talk, and it's just it yeah. makes him so unique, unlike any other player in NFL history. Totally, totally, and that whole color thing. The funniest thing about that is you came away thinking, you know, if you were in the stands, you came away thinking, what a jerk Rivers is. <laughs> right. And I mean, Cutler is cool. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, if you knew if you knew him, it's the polar opposite of that, you know. It's like no, you you want Rivers as your quarterback. You don't want Cutler as a quarterback. You're covering every day, so uh, that that was uh, that was sort of the paradox of of that whole feud that went back and forth. But yeah, I mean, he just uh, he was he was great, and he had yeah. I remember him talking about. Uh, taking a little staycation with Tiffany. They went down. Of course, you want to get away from that many kids every once in a while. And, and they went to the Hotel Del Coronado. And uh, checking in at the same time was Dwayne Wade. Um, and Philip had only, he had never met Dwayne Wade, but he, had, of course, knew him from afar and knew him as a basketball fan. And he said, Dwayne Wade looked over at him and came, kind of gave him one of those upward nods like hey what's going on i know who you are and philip was so blown away by that and he was like uh, he recognized me i mean Dwayne wade recognized me and driving home with tiffany back to rancho santa fe or, or uh, uh whatever that area uh santa Luz, uh out by fairbanks ranch there in san diego Phil just couldn't get over it, and he kept saying, "You knew, you saw, didn't you? That he he recognized me. You did see that he recognized me before." I said, <laughs> like, yeah, I saw. Yeah, I mean, you're a Pro Bowl quarterback. That's not stunning. But like one of the stories that I love about Phil Philip Rivers that I think sort of tells you a lot about him was um, there was a uh, a men's uh, Catholic men's conference that he was committed to speaking to in Arizona. And uh, he, uh, for some reason, it is either bad weather or some sort of flight cancellation, but he had to drive to this thing. Uh, that required like a seven-hour round-trip drive to Flagstaff or something like that. And uh, I mean, it was seven hours each way. And instead of just canceling, like a lot of people do, would do, whether you're an athlete or not, you'd say, hey, you know what, uh, can't get there, I'm sorry, the flight was canceled. Uh, he drove it in his pickup truck, uh, honored the commitment. This wasn't a money thing, this was a commitment thing. Wow. 
I'm sure he wasn't paid for it. Um, spoke at the thing, turned around and drove all the way back. So it was a 14 hours of driving plus speaking at this, at this men's conference. And it was just really uh, showed that the guy is honorable, uh, cares about this stuff. Uh, I remember uh, a few years ago when uh, Gunner was just a baby and had uh, uh, was diagnosed with diabetes. Yep. Uh, and Philip uh, had uh, they were going to Lords um, to so they could they could uh, I guess wait for the holy water there at Lords. Uh, those very devout Catholics uh, to treat Gunner. And they passed their baby up at the time, uh, their latest baby, up to the Pope and like crowd surfed their baby up to the Pope and the Pope kissed their baby and then crowd surfed it back to the, to the Rivers family. And it was like, I think I called it the, the most important pass of his life, oh, you know, passing this. How about this, this leap of faith, you know, to pass your baby up through the crowd. But, um, you know, he's obviously very religious and everything. And, and, and just a, just such a genuine good guy. I think when he was, was asking, he was going to ask Tiffany to marry him. And this was maybe his sophomore year of college. She's very young. They were both very young. I think it dated since junior high school. Um, or, you know, at least been boyfriend and girlfriend since junior high school. And uh, I want to say he asked his college coach if it was if for her hand. In addition to asking her father and going through the whole thing, he asked for permission from his college coach to, marry, to ask his. Wow. <laughs> yeah, just a, a unique kind of guy. Sam, do you think on the field that we're ever going to see a quarterback start 224 straight games again. I, I know that the rules in place now make it easier for the quarterback to maybe play a little bit longer, but that's a heck of a streak. And we've been talking about the man off the field, but, but on the field, the competitor, what he's played through. Um, yeah. He's the type of guy who doesn't talk about if he's got bumps and bruises, th- those aren't excuses to Phillip Rivers. Yeah. I mean, in the, the sort of the, prime example of that was the AFC championship game and and playing on a torn ACL and uh, just he had that toughness and that durability and obviously he wasn't didn't have the escape ability so he took some big hits uh, he's a big guy uh, but yeah sort of an underrated uh, aspect of his game is just his reliability and toughness uh, that he exhibited throughout his career. And um, yeah, and I don't know that, especially now as we see the sort of the trickle up from college and the type of quarterbacks that we're seeing in these systems who are running the ball more. And I don't know that we'll see that, that kind of durability again. Um, There's probably going to be shorter careers uh, with guys um, who are running the ball more, but, he is, uh, uh, yeah, he's remarkable. And 
you know, a lot of people say, hey, this is, you know, Philip Rivers is at the, at the end here, and, you know, who knows where he'll, what, what his value is from this point forward. But I think there's still a lot of value in Philip Rivers. I feel like there's still stuff left in the tank. I think about uh, maybe four or five years ago, he was in a similar sort of de- slump. Um, and he pulled out of it, and, and we saw that the Chargers, yeah, they went 12 and 4 in 2018, and uh, he's still a very effective quarter quarterback. And I still think he's an elite quarterback. Uh, uh, you know, obviously this this season was not um, was was far from his best, but I think that uh, when he gets in that rhythm, um, he's still an elite quarterback. Uh, and so I do think that if he winds up in a place like Indianapolis, say, uh, as a bridge guy, he says he wants to play a maximum of two years, um, that he could be very effective for them. Well, I'll tell you, Philip, I go back to a couple of years ago when they went 12-4, and and I think one of the things that you could see is how many different eras and, and coaches and, and just different parts of his career that he has spent and how, how many wide receivers he's played with tight ends Keenan Allen for instance all of his touchdowns about one have come from Philip Rivers to see him interact with some of these young guys that he didn't necessarily have throughout the bulk of his career you could tell he still loves the game and I think he loves being around the guys being around the coaches just as much as he likes to actually play the game the camaraderie of football, Sam, I think is something that that still burns inside of him. Oh, totally. I think that's that's one of the, the driving factors for the guy. Um, and you know, I remember a couple of years ago he was talking about uh, how different it was. He was now seeing sort of the generational difference of being in a locker room with a bunch of young guys, and he's in his mid thirties, and these guys are in their their early twenties. And just different. Uh, Everything is different culturally, uh, in terms of generationally different. Uh, And he was really enjoying sort of bridging that gap and and connecting with guys and connecting with his team. And and yeah, I mean, you mentioned the the number of guys that he cycled through. Um, It's a little like Brady uh, in terms of guys he turned into stars um you know the vincent jacksons and and guys who came through and then you had the uh danny woodhead and, and what how he had to make do at various times and change his game and the the line i mean there were times that he really had no left side of the line or that when he cycled through six centers in a season uh he had to he had to adjust his game and and that's really part of his game that we saw his ability to throw at all different arm angles his ability to throw off all different platforms didn't always look you know um textbook perfect yeah it wasn't always the prettiest but it always got the job done exactly yeah (laughs) exactly yeah yeah it's just fun to watch really fun to watch and improvise like that um and then and then having great games, those great games against the Colts uh, that he had against Peyton Manning's Colts, and and uh, 
uh, on you know those the the winds at Kansas City and at Denver in in hostile environments and um you know it's just a it was a really special career no doubt and over the next month obviously speculation about where Philip goes and what the Chargers do a quarterback uh that's all TBD at this point but end of an era here with the Chargers an icon a future Hall of Famer and uh, of course I know fans Love Philip Rivers, and uh, really can't say enough about what he's meant to the Chargers organization. Oh yeah, no, he's he's been a great representative for that organization, for uh, two cities, and uh, just beloved, and uh, certainly uh, beloved among sports writers because um, because he was terrific to cover. Well, I was fortunate enough to have one of the best sports writers talk to us about this. Not, not many people, I'm telling you, Sam, not many people in this country could give me the Philip Rivers anecdotes that you gave us in the last 16 minutes. <laughs> I can't thank you enough for your oh, time. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's awesome to always talk to you. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens. It's going to be a wild 2020 offseason starting with free agency. Yeah, definitely worth watching. And, and we'll be talking a lot about it tonight. Appreciate the chance to talk about Philip and always love talking to you, Chris. All right, guys, that's going to do it for us. A big thanks to Sam for joining me. And of course, thanks to you guys for listening. Remember, this offseason, you got to subscribe to the Chargers Podcast Network. We'll be with you throughout the entire offseason. Next week, a preview of the Combine in Indianapolis. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Wherever you listen, the Chargers Podcast Network is there. Have a great rest of the week. And until next time, I'm Chris Harey.